You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, we get the thumbs up. That's a thumbs up to start. So here we go in three, two, one. Hey, let's do the podcast. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. What is up? Jerry had a big meeting yesterday on the telephone, a telephone meeting with someone. A at, conference call, perhaps. Uh, well, it was one-on-one. We were not in uh, a conference. It was a one-on-one conversation with a fella who's uh, one of the people in charge of the podcast now for Odyssey. Yeah. And they're starting a... Why are uh, you not in charge of them? Why am I not in charge of podcasts? That'd be a perfect thing for you. Because I would eliminate... <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Almost every one of them. Not this one. Not this one, Jerry. So he was he was he wanted to get a grasp of what this podcast is. He said, "Oh, you know, because he looks, we actually have numbers, right, right, right." You right. Know, I'm sure he's looking at a bunch of podcasts that have no numbers or sure. very low numbers, and then a bunch of podcasts that they're going to start. I would imagine the worst podcast here. How many downloads a week do you say? Don't and don't tell me which one you think it is. I I don't know. I. Uh, I would say 10 downloads or less. Oof. Ah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure man. there's many podcasts like that. That's amazing. Okay. So go ahead. So um, it's going to be under a sports umbrella. 2400 sports, I believe is what it's called. Okay. So he goes, just tell me a little bit about this podcast. So I gave him a little history of it. And I said, well, and um, he said, I, I said that we actually, this is our eighth year of doing it. <sighs> it's amazing. Isn't that funny? It's really led to a lot. I said our company came to us in 2014 and said, "If we have, do you have any ideas for a podcast? I said, I put together a show sheet every day, and I used to annoy me when the host wouldn't get to any of my stories. So yeah. the original concept of this podcast was we were going to do those stories we never got to. I said, but that quickly evolved into just Jerry and I talking about non-sports, and kind of that's what it is. Yeah. I go, so I'm not sure we fit under your sports umbrella. I said, because we don't do sports. Because yeah. I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> so then he said, so what's the warm-up show? I go, well, that, I said, we do a 20-minute podcast. I said, then we started doing a an hour-long show on the fan. And now I just tack that on to the end of it just because if you like this from me and Jerry, maybe you like sports. Right. He's like, Okay. He goes, so that's air somewhere else? I said, yes, that airs on so WFN. Yeah. I said, that airs on WFN. He goes, your the post game does? I go, no, no, that's... <laughs> it was so confusing, Jerry. I go, no, that's brand new podcast only material. I go, then we do the warm-up show, which aired at 5 a.m. already on WFN. But I figured 
if people like Jerry and I, maybe they'll just tag to and he goes, yeah. But why is it that one on first since it comes first? That's the old question. I go, well, and I get that a lot. I go, well, we were doing the podcast for many years. And I didn't want to annoy the people who just want to hear the podcast stuff. Right. And don't care to hear sports. So it's reversed. He's like, oh, okay. Then he was asking about our payments, Jerry. Okay. Digging into our payments. I wanted to know if we want to do a do a revenue share for commercials. No. Right. So I said, <laughs> I said well... I was like, no offense to you, and uh, we've this has come up a number of times where we're starting a whole new division, and yeah. we're going to be getting all you advertising, and it's going to be exciting, and you can split revenue. Da, da, da. He goes, or we could just keep doing what we're doing. I said, well, what about this? Keep doing what we're doing, and we get some of the revenue. How'd that go? He goes, I don't think that they're going to allow that. That's <laughs> a good try. Because here's the other problem. When you split revenue, it works great if you're a solo podcast artist. Sure. Because then you're splitting revenue with just you. Yeah. And the company. But when I'm splitting revenue with... The company and me. It's two of us. Yeah. The company... This is, it's too it's much. too much. I agree. This is very easy. Right. This is very easy. <laughs> I just don't want him to go, well, I don't pay anymore. You know what I mean? He well. goes... He goes, um... He goes, and is this budgeted out of WFAN? I go, no. <laughs> I go, digital. He goes, digital what? I go, I don't know, digital. <laughs> he goes, do you submit a timesheet? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing to people. When He's got to be like when they first, Right, because now this guy's coming in, and you got all these podcasts. He isn't trying to make heads or tails. Sure. But he probably sees one, not that we have huge numbers by any means, but he sees one where he goes, well, these people have been getting consistent numbers. Let's let me see what this one's all yes. about. So that's where we're at. It was fun. It was a fun conversation to try to just explain how this has evolved. Of course. Into not sports. And then the other thing goes on. He goes, but if you do an hour from five to six, why is it for only 40 minutes or 43 minutes? No I go, idea, well, huh? we eliminate the commercials. Okay, okay. Oh, he really, you really gave him an education. Yeah, but I think we're all caught up now. All right, good. So that's good news. That's good. Did your alarm go off yesterday because you had the appointment so you wouldn't forget, or were you like no, he ready to go? I told him, call me whenever. Okay. He called me. I was, I was on the toilet, so I didn't want to take the call because I hadn't used my tushy yet. Okay. So then I called him back. All right. So it was good. It seems to make sense to me. It's nice every once in a while when you have, when you feel like you have the upper hand in a conversation. Not that I, just that we've been doing this a long time. For sure. Like they were coming to you and if you didn't hear what you would have liked, well, we won't do it then. Right. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Part of me was like, say something I don't like so we don't have to do this anymore. You don't like doing it? No. Just kidding. Wait a minute. <laughs> There's only a couple of days I don't like doing it. I don't want to get out of here. And he goes, okay, and this goes on. I go, well, Fridays I like to go home early, so I, we don't do one Friday. We do the we put the the warm-up show out there. There you go. So he's all caught up. He wrote a lot of notes, Jerry, and he's like, I'm going to have to meet with some people and get back to you. Really? Goes, but I think we could make this work under our umbrella. Yes, like it's been for years. Yeah. So we'll see. I said... I said, yeah, we used to have live reads. I go, they were fun. Me and Jerry had a lot of fun doing them. And then all of a sudden, they just disappeared. They just stopped. Well, when Christine left. Yeah, I did tell them Christine. She was great. I said, there was this girl, Chris. And I also feel like any if anyone ever comes to us, be like, what? You're getting paid by who? I'd be like, Christine. That's true, though. She doesn't work here in five years. But but she's the one Christine. that set everything up. She did. And they wanted us. And we thank her. Absolutely. 
I said I tried this revenue share with the Al's Boring Podcast. Like, oh, it did, did, did not work. <laughs> Made $9. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work. It's funny. Uh, then I've decided, you know, it's weird how things change uh, as you, as, for whatever reason, like your your tastes change. But I used to enjoy coffee out of uh, like a Yeti mug. Yeah, I those, do not. Those aluminum. Yeah. Because it keeps it hot. But I, I feel like I taste aluminum. Yeah. So I'm out with that. I like a coffee mug or a paper cup. That's Me it. too. That is it. And then Eddie as well. I talked, I discussed this with Eddie. The, I hate the travel mugs. Yes, I agree. Travel mugs overrated. They suck. They do keep it warm, but I don't, I don't want hot coffee that tastes like metal. Yeah. That's why I think the ceramic mug travel mug would be smart. Yeah. Ceramic mug travel mug. I love you. Right, a ceramic mug number one, or two in the paper cup. Yes, I I like the paper cup. Even at home, sometimes I use that. My wife said, "Why are you wasting that? We've got all." I'm like, "I don't know. I like it. Right. Leave me alone." I right, it does know. change the taste of the coffee. It does. Yeah, it does. And, and the experience. Yes, and the experience. Now, I don't like the classic old school styrofoam cup. No, 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 no. no, no. I mean the twenty ounce cup. Like, I like the, I don't want a little 12-ounce cup either. I like the, maybe 16, the 16-ounce cup. Yeah. That's what I like. I also like the ones from the the carts in New York City that look like the yeah. the Greek uh, yep. the Greek cups. Yeah. I don't and know Boomer why. gave us those in a Christmas yes. gift, but they were ceramic. Yes. Those are really cool. They're cool. But they're small, though. They're yep. they're like the... The 8 ounces. Yeah, like an 8 It is weird when, like, a cup of coffee is supposed to be 8 ounces. I know. Like, 8 ounces. I think the one at Dunkin' Donuts I got is 20. Yeah. And I probably drink two of those on Saturday and Sunday. That's too much. You go to Dunkin' Donuts for that? I go to Dunkin' No, I'm saying those on Saturday and Sunday, I have that cup of coffee in the morning. And that I you always, make at home. Yes. And then I always have one in the afternoon, only on Saturday. I'm sorry, not Sunday. Friday and Sunday. So Friday, I have the coffee here driving in. And I don't make more than one. I just drink what I have. Unless we go out. And they, now that we don't do the Starbucks anymore, good. How many times I told them to stop getting me that? And they would stop for a day, and then all of a sudden it was right back to, here you go. I'm like, okay, thank you. But anyway, one cup driving in, and then I finish it before the warm-up show. And then on Friday, I would always go out 3 o'clock for my Friday afternoon coffee because I don't have to get up. I don't worry about going to sleep. And I look forward to it. Same thing on Saturday. Saturday morning, I buy the Dunkin' Donuts in the morning or in the afternoon. Depends. So you're saying on Friday you buy yourself a Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. Otherwise, you're bringing coffee from home. No, Friday morning and Saturday morning, I always make my own at home. Oh, I see what you're saying. I go to Dunkin' Donuts for that afternoon coffee. Oh, I coffee. see. Yes, yes, yes. But you're talking probably 40 ounces of coffee. Right. It's a lot of coffee. Shots. Yeah, I know. What's your go-to at-home brand coffee? Whatever Kim buys. She buys She buys the Costco brand. Kirkland? Yeah. Does she? You have the cups or the uh, ground? K-cups. Yeah. I like... Uh, Maxwell House or Chuck Full of Nuts. Okay. Classics. Sounds good to me. Do they make Senka anymore? I don't think they make Senka brand, but they, they make that instant coffee. No, I know that. I've seen instant coffee. Senka's like my childhood for my parents. Yeah. My grandmother loved Senka. Yeah, I'm sure. I, well, I don't know why I just thought of that. If they still make it. It was the orange label. Yeah. That's funny. That was the, uh, you make it yourself. I mean, uh, you yeah. dissolve it in water. Yep. Oh, you say you like the uh, instant. I don't mind that. The you don't mind coffee. instant coffee? No. I don't mind the Folgers, Folgers, Folgers crystals. crystals. Yeah, that one I like. And I checked uh, the, uh, the ingredients for that. Yeah, it, it's just coffee in some sort of 
crystallized form. Oh, is that true? I don't know. But I didn't have any weird ingredients with it. Good. You know, me it's and my coffee. Me and my Bobby approved I items. Yes, I do. I need to get back on that. Bobby approved. The problem for me is I'm on the run nonstop. Yeah, it's very hard to it's ridiculous. eat healthier if you're on the run a lot. You this gotta was, be very careful. This was yesterday. Yesterday was planned. <laughs> I had a nap planned for twelve o'clock. And of course the washing machine, we had to go take care of a washing machine deal, whatever. So I did not get to go home and go to sleep. I had something to do from 12 to 1.30. Then at 1.30, I went to the school. I had to get the field ready for practice. We practiced from 2.30 to 4.15. 4.15, finished, went home, grabbed something to eat, back to the fields. Joseph had a game last night at 7 o'clock. Like, come on. It's like just constant, which is I like, but I like a little bit of it. Like if I would have had the nap from noon to 1.30 like I was planning, it would have been perfect. I would have, It would have been great. I was like comatose last night when I got home. Too much. Yeah, the Bobby approved guy that I like, Flav City on uh, all the social medias and YouTube. He he does he has different videos for different fast food places as well. Does he really? As to if you are if on the you run. have to eat a Chick Fil A, here are your best options. See, here's what I would like from him. If there's a, he loves Costco. Yeah. What does Costco have? That's heat and go or grab and go. That's what I need. Is it just a pouch of almonds? I mean, if that's all I'm dealing with, I'm screwed. Or are there certain frozen entrees, microwave and eat that aren't going to be bad? For, you know, and the grab and go things like the protein bars and stuff like that. So he likes the Lara bars. I know that. So which I do too. There are a couple. I remember he did a frozen food section yeah. of the supermarket and uh, the brand Amy's. Amy's is good for it. And it's loaded with salt. There's some. There are some Amy's uh, things that are good and some that aren't. Okay. He strangely is not against sodium unless you have a high blood pressure No issue. kidding. Yeah, which is very weird to me. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Amy's has a couple. All right. I, was so going... I, gotta, I should Google it and watch it because that's, that's what I need. Yeah. I have he... no time to do anything. Yeah, his, his videos are very good. Uh, is I've... he against Boar's Head? Like cold cuts? He, he, the only cold cut he approves of is there's some type of Apple Farms makes a prepackaged uh, cold cuts that are just the organic ones. So he will not approve boar's head turkey? No. That's a bit much. Right. Okay. Come on. Turkey. Hmm. Come on, Bobby. I found a new show. On uh, Discovery Plus, I guess it's on HGTV as well. It's called Move for Love. Okay, it's an interesting concept. So it's uh, the each episode looks at two different couples. They are in a long distance relationship, and they've decided that they have to take their relationship to the next level. It can't be long distance anymore, and they have to decide whether they're going to live in his city. Or her city. And in the show, they kind of go, they visit both towns and look at houses in both things. Right, right, right. It's interesting, though, that these couples get into this and then the sacrifices that people have to make. Like, yeah, if you want to stay together. Right. No doubt. But it's weird, too, that occasionally the couple will have met somewhere. Like, they met uh, in person, the, this one couple... Uh, they were both 
uh, residents. They were doctors. So they were both residents in this one town. The girl went back to her where she was living, and uh, now they got to figure out where to live. Yeah. But other times, like it's like people that met online. So why were you looking? I have no idea. If you live in Colorado, right? why are you looking online in Hawaii? You shouldn't be. Oh, it's weird. It's really stupid, actually. Yeah, because now you're setting yourself up for trouble. Yes. Because like you built, a lot of times these people, they build a small business in their town. Then it's like, you want me to eliminate my business and go move with you? What if you, I get there and then you're like, yeah, I'm not into this anyway. Right. Now well, I don't have my business anymore. break up in anyway. six months. Then right. I, you're right. Very absolutely. scary. You're absolutely right. We have a guy in the Cornhole League. I was talking to him the other night. Similar concept, but not really. Um, where his wife wanted to try Florida. So they moved to Tampa, near Tampa. I think Clearwater, actually. Yeah. He said he had, it was the greatest life he's ever experienced. They had their kids there. Everything was great. She decided after seven years or so of down there, don't want this anymore. I, the summers are too hot. My parents are back home. So they moved back to New Jersey. Brought the kids, got the kids reestablished. Blah, blah, blah. Two years later, she filed for divorce. And, like, he wants to go back to Tampa now because this is the best seven years he's ever lived. He's like, I love to play golf. He loves to play cornhole. He likes being outside. He likes the beach. What he does for a living is easily transferable. So work is no problem. Cheaper cost of living. He's like, it was awesome. He goes, and now I don't want to leave my kids. Right. And she was the one two years ago that said, time to go back. What am I going to do? We come back, and then we get divorced. He was, He's, like, crushed. I'm like, I get it. I, I completely understand. Different but similar. Yeah, oh, no, for sure. Making a life-changing move and then having to make decisions. Right. That's why it's so hard to tr- trust somebody. Anybody, of course. Sure. Like, there was a woman on this show. She had started this, like, food business, and she does, like, food prep. And she started out just her doing it. Then her father started helping her. Now she has eight employees. She's like, if I leave... I now have eight employees mm-hmm. that don't work. Right. I built this business up. Like, what if she goes there and it just, for whatever reason, they work great as a long distance relationship, but the reality of them living together is a completely different thing. Divorce spike during COVID. Because people were stuck Correct. home with each other. I, I really do. Th- I, I don't know that. And I've read this, you know, men, Mars, Venus, women, Venus, all that stuff. I read the, a lot of that book. Not all of it. I read a lot of it, though. The one thing that's very clear to me, we're not meant to be together every second of the day. And that doesn't necessarily mean men and women. I mean, anybody. It's enough. You can't be in each other's face. Wake up. You're there. Hang around. You're there. Watch TV. You're there. Dinner. You're there. We'll go to bed. There. I mean, everybody needs some space. Otherwise, you're going to kill each other. Right. It's probably why brothers, when they're growing up, kill each other. Right. They're always punching each other. Yes, because they just get on each other's nerves for no one's fault. It's just, just whatever. Human nature. So now you talk about long-distance relationship. Yeah, it's going to work because you're really not together. Right. You have common interests. You can always have a conversation. But now you're staring at one another every day. Well, what if uh, he or she's a little thicker than you thought? What if he or she not so great in bed? What if he or she was always supportive because they didn't have to deal with it in reality? I mean, right. that's, I'm with you. That's a tough ask to ask someone to pick up everything and move. I see it on the 90 Day Fiance, which I watch as well, which is, you know, these 
there's one couple they met on uh, so many times they meet on vacation where one of the people sure. works on this, you know, in the Bahamas or in uh, St. Lucia yeah. or something. And that person's job is to make sure the vacationers are having a great time. Right. They're working at the bar. They're working at the surf place. And they meet on vacation. The girl's all excited. Or the guy, They smash it out a couple times. They get pregnant. And now they're going to move to the United States to start a family. Meanwhile, you were in paradise. That's how you met. Now the woman's given birth. She doesn't look physically the same. He doesn't look physically the same. And you're living in Ohio. Right. You're living in Ohio (laughs) with your parents. Holy cow. Yeah. You're right. It's very Want to keep it simple? Stay single and... Wear condoms. <laughs> That's about it, man. Or just stay in, like, date people in your area. That too. Not long distance, not on vacation. Yeah. I know. You can keep it, make it very, uh, a lot less complicated. Yes. That's for damn sure. What's not complicated, Jerry, is the warm-up program. Although it was when I was trying to explain it to this fella from uh, <laughs> he got it, though. Odyssey Podcast. He gets it now. It is a little confusing, yeah, unless you were here for the ride, along for the ride. When did we start doing the hour-long show? The warm-up show, hour-long. It was during COVID, During the right? pandemic. I would say it was around May or April. It was, it was probably around May, maybe June, because I remember being outside when Mark called me. Of, of what year? I don't even know what year that was. Uh, 2020. 2020? Yeah. Okay, so, okay, I do remember that. Then it was, I was still in Matawan, so it was before May. So maybe it was uh, April, probably. Yeah, it had to have been, because the weather was decent. Yeah. And like I said, I know I took the phone call outside, and it was a nice day. So, yeah, it was probably around then, around April, May, something like that. So only a year? Uh, two years. Two years, wow. Mm-hmm. Two years, all right. Two Look years. at us, Jerry. Two years morning show, WFAN. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I tell people. Like, oh, uh, Jerry and I do mornings on the fan. Five o'clock. It ends at six. Ends at six. Yeah. But I think morning, we count morning drive at five. No, they don't actually. I asked that in a meeting. You did? I was rebuffed. What meeting was this? I'm not saying. So wait, you were in a meeting and you said we're in morning drive and they said, hmm. Correct. <laughs> they said you two said st- it's not quite the same. They said you two guys are hosting overnights. <laughs> no, they didn't say that either. Okay, they we're in the middle. More of a bridge show. A br- oh, I like that. Yeah. You guys are a bridge show. Yeah. All right, we're a bridge show. The bridge show, fellas, under the bridge. All right, two. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, 
every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Google, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Here we go, coming up on 502, Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. Good morning to you. We've got Punky Brewster, the Eddie Scazzeri, with us. Nice to see him. And across from me, I usually say, good morning, how are you, Al Aaron Dukes? Today, I'm not going to say that because I'm not doing good. I think I broke my hand today by pounding on the steering wheel about six times from these godforsaken potholes all over New York City, which I can't take anymore. So when Al, you, how are you? Good morning, Jerry. So when you hit them, you punch oh, your... I would always I'm, be afraid. I'm a, I'm a person terrible. who likes to punch inanimate objects when I get angry. I, I definitely used to do that more. But I'd be afraid of punching my steering wheel. The airbag will deploy and punch me right in the face. (laughs) That that would be tremendous. (laughs) Well, that's not... I didn't punch it as much as I made a closed fist and pounded down on the steering wheel. That can't be good for your steering wheel, No, it can't be. But just, I can't. It's enough. And I've even gotten to the point where I drive around where I know where they are. And you still hit other ones. You got to know where the potholes are, Jerry. God almighty, it's just too much. Yeah. I know when to get over on, like, the parkway. Yes. Like, I know it's always weird, potholes, and this this goes for everywhere, and I don't understand the concept. Why are there the potholes mostly always on the lines where you change lanes? Don't know the answer to that. Every time I go to change lanes, <laughs> it's amazing the tires don't blow out. It really yeah. more than they do, because I know it does happen. But I would think every time, some of these potholes are like four or five inches deep. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, listen, those Terrible. are strong tires. If you're hitting them with your tires, you got to get those again. Well, I did withstand the steel rod in the right. uh, in the tire well. So, but so you got to appreciate that from your tire company. I suppose. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing well, Jerry. Nice. I see Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. By the way, he almost had Three home runs yeah. yesterday. You can make the case if it was in another. I think I think I saw in 29 of the other 30 ballparks, it would have been a home run. So that was his first that bat of the night. Right. He got the double. He drills. And by the way, it was the hardest one he hit. That was the one that looked like 100% was a home run off the bat. And it hits the top of the, I guess they this raised. New wall. Yeah, they raised the left field wall in Baltimore. Yeah. Why would they do that? Because too many balls were flying out. Oh. By the way, can we stop this crap about the ball and the lack of home runs, 
dude in uh, Houston had fi- in Boston hit five of them. I mean, in not one dude. I'm saying the uh, they they hit five of them in one inning. Sorry, the Astros hit five against yes. Nathan Eovaldi. I mean, it's enough. There are plenty of home runs being hit. I think we're good. Maybe the the atmosphere had something to do with it early on. I wonder if Evaldi was like, "Can someone come get me? I've just given up <laughs> five home runs in one inning." They said he had never given up five home runs in one game. Is that right? And he gave up five in one inning. He had a rough inning there. In, uh, I would say that so. game was in Houston. I thought it was in Boston. Maybe I'll it was check. in Boston. I thought it was in Boston. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was. Uh, I guess I, I saw the Elias people, Jerry. I stopped by the their Elias office. Elias people. I stopped by their office on my ride in this morning to double check with them. It was the third time a pitcher's given up five home runs in an inning. Did it just say when the last time was? Probably did. I didn't uh, <laughs> didn't really dig into that one, Jerry. <laughs> You're too funny. Didn't dig in. I know one yeah, of them was. That game was at Fenway. I know one of them was modern, like not that many years ago. This is some line for Evaldi. An inning in two thirds, six earned runs on eight hits, five of them home runs. <laughs> That's a tough night. Yeah, that was a it was give it gave up the long ball, Jerry. They gave they scored nine runs in the second inning. This looks like a little league box score. Yeah, listen, things happen out there. Pretty wild. And they've got a tall wall. Tall, yeah, they call it the monster. Is it so much shorter? Like uh, as, as far as the um the the length of the amount of feet that left field is there. It is shorter, but it's not like it's it's not two hundred and ninety feet if that's what you're asking. Yeah, like what's the difference between the green monster, the length, uh the distance to hit a home run versus what Baltimore yesterday? Let's see. So the green monster is so the wall is thirty seven feet high. That is cool. And the wall is it starts three hundred and ten feet from home plate. My guess is that's down the left field line. Yeah. So, and then I'm sure it jets out a little. Yeah, I'm looking at the dimensions here. It jets out a little bit. So, I mean, it's definitely shorter than some, but it's not crazy short. Yeah, like the the first at-bat judge had last night, I thought for sure was a home run. Then his next two, which were home runs, were like, uh, well, one was the dead center. I'll give him that one. The other one was one of those opposite field. Doesn't look like he gets all of it. Actually, neither one of them. He looked like he got out of all of it, and they both went out. The, I don't know what's going on there, Jerry. Was in it baseball? Eddie, you can I'd ask you, but I can't imagine. You know, you know, I know, Jerry. If it's a sports question, ask me. Sure. What was uh what was it in left field at the polo grounds? The polo grounds wasn't that really that's the it was the horseshoe field, right, Eddie? Yes. And that was that was where Bobby Thompson hit the home run down the left field line. Correct. Wasn't that like two hundred and seventy feet or something? Yeah, Cheapo. some crazy thing. Like that's really short. We make Cheapo fun of home run. We make fun of right field at Yankee Stadium and being the short porch. And we're calling that the shot heard around the world, and it but, barely was a home. Yes. it was a two hundred foot home run. But you know about that stadium though? I think center field was five hundred and something feet. Well, you got you can't hit it there then. No, but uh, it was two seventy nine. There you go. I wouldn't want to play short. I wouldn't want to play center field at the Polo Grounds. You got a lot You're of running around. Well, you know who did. Willie Mays. Yeah. Center 483. Four, I thought it was 500. All right, 483. 483. Yeah. Crazy dimension. Like yeah. Right field. Nuts. 258. Yeah. Well, because of, of the horseshoe, right? No wonder they had knocked that place down. And went to uh, San Francisco. Yeah, they were like, we got to get out of here. They must have been like, when, when they went there, I don't know if they went exa- immediately to Candlestick Park. I'm not sure. But when they went to California and they played the more oval stadium, they went, what the hell is this? What is this crap <laughs> yes. we're playing in? Pretty, yeah. Uh, so the Yankees, Jerry, they won again. They'll beat the Orioles 5 I told you they were going to win again. That was easy money yesterday. I told you that. Yeah. Who told you that? 
Who told you that? Who told I said, you that? I said yesterday the Yankees will win again tonight. Oh, you said that. They're playing the Orioles. They stink. The Yankees are now 27-9. and nine. And they play the Orioles again tonight. What and is this, tomorrow. a 15-game series? Four. Yeah, it's one of these four-game four game series. series. Yeah. But they play tonight and tomorrow? Here's the good news. They've <laughs> seen them a few times already, which means we're not going to see much of Baltimore the rest of the way. Well, you may need to see Baltimore again uh, near the end of the season. If they need wins. If they need some wins, Jerry. Yeah, I suppose. But it's, I mean, these games are like, it's almost a joke watching them. And well, I know, I know they got guys on and they scored a run in the ninth inning. They came close. Guess what they didn't do? Win. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Araldis, I feel like Araldis Chapman pitches every night now. That is the idea of a closer, yes. Every night? The guy well, doesn't need any rest? Well, when you're losing, you don't pitch. Oh, right. Now, there was, I remember rest. back in the day, Mariano one time pitched four, I closed four games in a row, five games in a row. And I remember Joe Torre gave him, like, the next game off, like he was unavailable. And I remember people calling Beningo, screaming, he pitches one inning a night. Where yeah. was he? Let's go. <laughs> Get him out here. A lot of dry humping, though, got to remember. What up, does that mean when you rest? Uh... The up-down. Oh, okay, the up-down. Right, That's that dry what, uh, Mickey Calloway called it, the dry humps? Yes. Yeah. How about that? That means the pitcher gets up and goes down? Right. Up-down. Up-down. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't actually get to perform. That's Well, in the certain cases, that can happen. And I'm not saying what I'm talking about happened, but right. it's still a lot of up and down. And I so see. there are days when even if they don't get in the game, they might have gotten up and gotten some work in, hoping to get in, and then you don't take the lead, you don't put them in. Then they take the lead. Now you get up again. You know, Now the like guy's that. exhausted. His arm's hanging off. Yes, because he might have thrown the ball 30 times. Yeah. Crazy. Then the Mets split their doubleheader. They did. I bet. So here's what I did last night. Oh, you made a you made a bet. Yes, and you want to know why? Yes, I do. I would love to know why. Because, and I got this wrong, but here was my thinking. Because sweeps are fifty one percent of the time, which is an it's fifty fifty. 50-50, doubleheaders. I forgot that they split with the Phillies. I thought their last doubleheader they swept that was with the Braves just prior to that. My thinking was they swept their last doubleheader. They're splitting this one. So when they won the first game, I put 50 bucks on them to lose the second game. And, and I you woke nailed up it. And I didn't, I didn't, I fell asleep before the game was over. I fell asleep in the seventh inning. And I woke up, look at me. A big, who's the big winner here me, today? Me, me. I did do this because I did see the one person that said, you're going to be insufferable today. Who, me? Yes. Well, one of the guys on Twitter said, you're going to be insufferable today listening to you talk about doubleheader splits for an hour. I'm not even going to mention it. So so here's your deal. 16 doubleheaders this year in baseball. Right now it is trending towards the splits. You got 10 splits, six sweeps. Last night you had one sweep and two splits. Mets split their series with the Cardinals. The White Sox split with whoever they were playing. I think the Royals. And the Dodgers swept the Diamondbacks. Since now here are your updated stats. Now, what's the number you say for st- stats to become essentially permanent? How many how many events have to happen? 1,200? 1,200, I like. That's a good number. Since 1961, 4,690 doubleheaders. 2,386 have been sweeps. 50.84%. It's unbelievable. That's about as 50-50 as you get. And what's weird are the trends, how you'll have a year – like, I think 2018, it was like 60% were sweeps. 2017, only 37%. But in the end, it all balances out. Very strange. It's mathematics, Jerry. It is mathematics. The world and mathematics. Yes. 
Yeah, I just I don't like the feel of double headers. See, I love the double header. Like I, know I get you don't. no feel for either. Like I don't. I didn't get a feel for either of these games. First game, Mets win three one. Second game, they lose four three. Well, but and I'm not being a jackass. Did you watch these games start to finish? Yes. There's no way you watch seven hours of baseball. You I've haven't watched in. seven hours of baseball this month, let alone yesterday. Did I see both of these games, Jerry? I did not. No, no. I, I, but I I'm saying I got, it's even worse. I get no. Like I have a complete feel for the Yankee game. See, I feel I actually feel like with the Met game, you do though, because oh. they had like even in this even in the second game, for instance. Yeah. Here's the feel for the Mets: their last couple of losses that they've had, they've had their big guys up with a chance to tie or win the game Good in the ninth point. inning, and they've both come up very small. I thought Sal had a great tweet. What did he say? And he it was, a tweet. He did. It was some and was right. Clearly, it was right after Lindor's at bat that ended the game. It was something along the lines of. If Francisco Lindor is worth $360 million, then Aaron Judge is worth $900 million. Because he's and getting her done. He is getting it done. He's healthy. He's getting it done. And Lindor and then Alonzo the other day. Alonzo was even worse because he had second and third. Right, Alonzo ended with the check swing yes. going around. That was Sunday's game, right? Yeah, Sunday's game. Yeah, you're right. Last night, 4-3 game. The, the, the game was tied at three in the ninth. Escobar hesitated on the, in, you know, on a a, 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 a grounder he Shocking. fielded. Runner safe, scores the run. It's 4-3. We go to the bottom of the And ninth. what's even worse about that is how'd the runner get on? A stupid walk. Steal second, wild pitch to third, and then that play. You should have never given up that run. That was a manufactured run, Jerry. That's, That's called small ball. Absolutely small ball. But you're right. Francisco Lindor up last night. Strikes out, game over. He was only, what was he, one for seven in the, on the day. Yeah, and if you He's look, struggling. remember the first few weeks of the season, Lindor was really hitting well. Yes. Well, well, Buck's here. He's relaxed. Everything's great. He has been not, I don't want to say terrible, not good. He's in a mini slump. Uh, yeah, the problem is he was in a slump most of last year, too. Yes, but this is just a mini slump, I, I I suppose. I, I guess. Mini just, slump. I think when you have, especially in back-to-back, opportunities like yeah. that. Well, not exactly back-to-back, but a couple of days removed. When you've got Alonzo and Lindor in those spots, you'd like to get one. Absolutely. You're not going to get both, and I understand that, but you'd like to get one. Sure, you'd love both. You would love both. But you would like one. You accept one. You don't want zero for two with strikeouts in that situation. And it was worse because you had Canna up before him. Put the ball in play. Jerry, at least if you put the ball in play. Who knows what could happen? Make them make a throw. So we got uh, Yankees-Baltimore again tonight, 7.05. Cardinals-Mets again tonight, 7.10. Max Scherzer tonight. Oh, You got Max Scherzer tonight. And, and Garrett you got Cole. Garrett Cole, who they always has uh, been coming that way. And Rangers-Carolina Hurricanes yeah, game one. Big night. That's called sports. That's called what the hell do you watch? Do you love New York do sports? You... Then tonight's your night. Tonight's a good night. Scherzer, Cole, Shesterkin. And for a sports fan, not a New York sports fan, hell of a start with the NBA's Western Finals, too, because you got Dallas and Golden State. Like, that's, I, I know the timing's not great, but if you're a basketball fan, stay up and watch that. That should be up and down. That should be a blast. You got two cool series with the Celtics and the Heat. They're going to kill each other for seven games. And then the Warriors and Mavericks are going to run up and down the floor for seven games. Kind of cool. I only have one TV right now in my house. I'm thinking of going out today and buying two more so I could watch. Ha! 
Cole on one TV, Scherzer on one TV, Shesterkin on the third TV. There's a better chance that Eddie comes in here, strips down naked, and does jumping jacks in front in front of the camera. Wow. I don't know, Jerry. No, I do I'm know. I'm stopping off at the Best Buy on my way home. No chance are you doing that. Plus, you don't even have cable, for God's sakes. So where are you getting these games on the extra TVs? What are you talking about, Jerry? Make, make sure you buy smart TVs. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. <laughs> it's 516. We're just getting started. Warm-up show until 6. Boomer in Geo. Then here, where, here, the fam. On a Wednesday, it's 25 after 5 in about, let's see, five, seven, nine days from now, we will be doing this live down the Jersey Shore, kick off the summer. Um, you have a summer weekend, by the way. We're going to hit 90 degrees this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, is that right, Jerry? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. How about that? Well, it also means probably nasty storms probably as well. But I'm going to have me a Miller Lite out on the deck. 90 degrees. Yeah. That's, I love it. That's kind of cool, actually. The ex- the other great thing is my dog doesn't like the heat, so she doesn't want to go for long walks. It's perfect. That's kind of cool. Perfect. Nice. Where you live? You live in Bradley Beach? Bradley Beach, Jerry. So if I go daily weather for... Well, yeah, actually, let's go. Give me good news. This is not... So I got... Not as bad now. Now they're saying 88 Sunday. All right. Saturday went from... Oh, see, yesterday I saw 87. They're saying 81. 81? I'll take it, Jerry. No, it was absolutely. Freaking forty degrees two days ago. You ready for your summer Friday forecast? Yeah, summer Fridays. Lots of sunshine. All right, seventy six degrees. Nice, perfect. That's awesome. That is that is awesome. That's a summer Friday. That is pretty good. It's here. It is here. Jerry, I see. Well, so yesterday was the uh, NBA lottery thingy. They didn't actually the draft mi- lottery. Draft lottery. This was just to tell you what order you'll be picking in the draft. Right. Later on, the Orlando Magic won the draft lottery. Hey, good for them. Yeah. Is there, who's the big uh, college kid coming out? Like, who's everybody want? Uh, like, there's you know- the kid from, I'm blanking out on his name, the kid from Auburn. Uh, there's also Bonchero from Duke is another Bonchero. one. Kid yeah, from he's, Iowa. He's a good one. Um, An Iowa kid. The guard from Iowa, right? Yeah. My God. He's Any Rutgers kids coming games. out, Jerry, going to be drafted? Ron Harper Jr. just signed with Rock Nation yesterday. Uh, so he is. He'll be drafted. I do expect him to be and drafted. And a yes. seven footer out of a Gonzaga. Yeah, that's the Chet. Um, what the hell's his name? God, you. We're really breaking it down. No, this I, is called. I know who these guys are, though. You do. This is called NCAA sports talk. <laughs> yes, there's I'm... that tall dude on that one team. <laughs> uh, then there's the dude who's a good three point shooter. So uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You are <laughs> no, NBA draft lottery. I, mean, I gave you, I gave you Paolo Banchero. You gave um, me a guy. That's one. So here are the names. Let's see. But I'm saying there's not like a guy like what, what the hell is the kid's name? I can't think of the Chet. I want to call him Chet Hero. That's not his name. Chet the Hero. I like that. Is it Holmgren? Is that his name? Chet Holmgren. That's the gigantic kid from Gonzaga. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I see that his is, face, but. It's Holmgren. I would just pick. It's the, Bonchero. I would just pick the tallest one. guy. How about that? And to go, listen, you just park yourself under this basket, slam dunk it, and pull down a rebound. Um, you big fella. Jabari Smith. That's the kid from Auburn. Okay. I believe those will be Your the tops. top three of four or five kids picked. Yes. Now, when I see the headline that says this, Jerry. The Knicks stay put Correct. at number 11. Yes. What is stay put? What Means could... that's where they ended. 
that's kind of the slot they were in. So when they the season chance... ended, based on their record, they would be the 11th pick. Yeah. They had a chance to move up. Then you get the ping pong balls based on how many ping pong balls were in the thing. <laughs> yeah, so they got no movement. They got no bump. They didn't move back. They didn't move forward. They actually ended up where they were. At number 11. Yeah. Will there be, will there be a quality tall guy at number 11, Jerry? A quality tall guy? Yeah. I don't know. Will there be a quality guy. player there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are... If you look up and down the draft, how many misses in the top five every year compared to we're diamonds in the rough? And you, you know what's so interesting about the NBA draft, too? There are how many Division One colleges, would you say? Do you know? Many of 300, them. 354, I think it is. Then how many European players declare for the draft? And where you find guys like Luka Doncic, for instance. There's only 60 draft picks every year. So you would think, my God, how does everybody not just hit? Yeah, you're talking about sixty of the top, three hundred and fifty college Division One college teams, countless Europeans that enter the draft for the NBA. You're talking about literally thousands of kids. You're only taking sixty, and how many of them become just can't do it? It's really amazing, actually. Yeah, that transition in uh, for football as well. That transition from college to the pros for yeah. some reason. It's screwy with some people and other people. They step the game up. 100%. So, like, for instance, I'm going to give you last year's draft, all right? So just for poops and giggles. And I, my, my point of this is to try and find someone that went a lot later than, let's say, the top 11. Yeah. Okay. And who's crushing it now. You know what? I should probably go. I should probably do two years ago instead because you really don't know about these kids yet. Yeah, let's give them a... You know what? You're right, Jerry. So I'll go... How about I do 2019? Yeah, because let's give these kids a little time to get themselves situated in the NBA before we start judging them. All right. So 2019 is a good one because that was the Zion Williamson draft. No, that's, that's what I mean. Like, in that draft... Everybody wanted that dude. Right. So here's the, here's the point. So one, two, three, Zion Williamson, who we know has potential, but at this point has done nothing. You've done squat. John ja Morant went two. He's crushing okay. it. Okay. R.J. Barrett went three to the Knicks. I would say so far so good. Yes, I agree. Darius Garland might be the best of all of them. He went five to the Cavaliers. And now to the point, if I pulled through, blah, 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 blah. let's see, I want to find someone. All right, so here's a here's a really good one. This is late first round, not the top five. Grant Williams from the Celtics, who has been tremendous. He was picked, my God, I'm not even sure what number is. He was picked, da, 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 da. you got to go all the way down for Grant Williams. He was picked 22nd overall. I mean, the point is, you can find guy, Jordan Poole with the Warriors, who is having a tremendous season, was picked 28th. Um, there's, It's just... Guys, Jerry, they have to be, get picked... By yeah. the right teams to fit in their system with complementary players. A hundred percent. No, you're absolutely right. So you can find guys. You just have to know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. You know, and, right. and conversely, you can be at the top of the draft and completely screw it up. We've seen that. We've seen that many. Not, and that's not usually on the team to me as much as it is the player. As you say, some guys just can't do it for whatever reason. Or don't do it or don't want to do it. I don't know. So the Knicks stay at number 11. Then the Nets have got to be one of the last teams to pick because they were so good. Right, Jerry? Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly where the Nets are. I'd have to look. They're down yes, there. they're down towards the bottom. But Well, no, actually, they don't even have a first-round pick. Is that I right? don't think the Nets. I'd have to recheck this. I don't believe the Nets have a first-round draft pick of their own. I don't know about trades. I don't think they have 
their own first round draft pick until 2026. Oh, so we'll see you in a few years. Yeah. See you in a few years. Nets. Because remember, they mortgaged the future when they tried to buy a championship five years ago. Well, no, it's longer than that now, probably seven, eight years ago. Let's see. Nets first round draft picks. I mean, they, there can't be much. Yeah, I'll find it. Did you see uh, Kevin Durant is going to be on the new season of David Letterman's interview show that he has on Netflix? The next, my next guest needs no introduction. Yes. So uh, I guess they. I have audio. Oh, you have audio. You have it right now to play. I do. So if you would uh, like that. a clip emerged of. Uh, well, they're having the conversation about his business ventures. Okay. And then he asked him about the weed business. And Garnett is in uh, Garnett, Jesus. And Durant is in business with a weed company for he basically said promotions, imaging, and like all sorts of creative stuff to try and change the narrative and the stigma around marijuana. That's pretty all much right. what David Letterman was getting at. Explain what it does that people all might. Right, mis- so then he was talking about how the stigma is misunderstood, and then wanted to know the benefits of it. Explain what it does that people might misunderstand about it. To me, it clears the distractions out your brain a little bit, settles you down. It's like having a glass of wine. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Then uh, the follow-up. So did you smoke today? Yeah. And, and you're, you're just fine? I'm actually high right now. <laughs> creepy laugh at the end. <laughs> that was David Letterman creepy yes. laugh, right? I, I love Kevin Durant. I really do. I think he's tremendous. All right, so that's a new upcoming season. I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch that one. Oh, absolutely. I'm actually high right now. (laughs) What I don't like about it, though, only because having watched almost all of these episodes for his first, I think it's three seasons. I think it's three, maybe two. I've probably watched most, if not all of them. I love the studio audience when they don't know who's walking in. And in this, he's clearly in Durant's condo in Brooklyn. Yeah. Or so, yeah, I don't know. Hell. Maybe this year they're not doing the maybe in, COVID in studio stuff. Yeah, at least in this case, the, he's clearly on a remote. It was weird. Like he said, it's like uh, having a glass of wine. Yeah, but if somebody woke up every morning and had a glass of wine, and then had a glass of sure. wine in the midday, and then had a, lo- a glass of li- wine at night, we'd consider them an alcoholic. There's a lot of people that do have a gla- one glass of wine every day, but like a lot of these guys, they call it wake and bake, Jerry, where they get up and smoke weed. But if you got up and had a glass of wine, people would look at you like you were a nut. And I have a, and a serious question. And maybe there's not enough research on this. Does smoking marijuana not cause lung cancer like cigarettes do? I would think it'd have to. It's going through your lungs. Right. I mean, are we in the infancy stages of marijuana smoking like in the ten, in the 10s and 20s and 30s of the 1900s where it was, it was cool to smoke and hell, some doctors, I think, said it was actually healthy for you. Yes, Jerry, open up your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doctor, and I choose Winston's. <laughs> Fred Flintstone was even in a commercial for cigarettes back then. Uh, nothing would shock me. Fred and Barney were uh, promoting Winston cigarettes. <laughs> I, I believe you. Yeah. It doesn't shock me. Chesterfields. I used to work with a guy, Pat. Nicest man in the world was in his 50s. I don't even know if he's still alive anymore. He used to smoke the Chesterfield unfiltered. Yeah. And if he couldn't get those, he would go to the Camel unfiltered. And if he couldn't get those, withdrawals, because he would not touch a filtered cigarette. Said they were crap. Took away the flavor and the taste. You're going to flavor country. And the, I think he said the hardness of the smoke. Yeah. 
My grandfather was a big Chesterfields guy. Was he really? Schaefer beers and Chesterfield cigarettes. That's a man right there. <laughs> He's a man, Jerry. What about Lucky Strikes? Lucky Strikes, yeah, oh, that's another good one. My, this guy, Pat, those were the only two he would smoke, though, were Chesterfield and Camel Non-Filter. That was it. I'm actually high right now. All right. Well, there you go. You're right. It's a great question. Like, all these athletes that are smoking yeah. weed, how is that not affecting your know. lung capacity? Like, my question would be, are we 10 years down the road going to find out that all these guys end up with tumors on their lungs? Or anybody that smokes weed? I don't know. I know what the weed people are going to say to me on Twitter. They're going to say, cigarettes are filled with carcinogens I understand and chemicals. That. Weed is natural. I know that, but you're still putting smoke Correct. into your lungs. That's my question. I just, and I hope the answer is no, because that would be great. That would be an alternative to smoking cigarettes. Not that anyone even smokes cigarettes anymore. It's all this vaping crap, which right, also cannot be good for your Can't lungs. Can't be good. Just sucking in no good chemicals. Absolutely not. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm actually high right now. We are not high right now, but you, you never know. know. That, One of these days, we might be high. Who knows? We'll take a quick break on the other side. Still lots more to do. And then we've got Boomer and Geo at 6 on The Fan. All right, rocking this thing out on a Wednesday. It is really nice to have you with us. If you are driving into work, well, good luck with that. I'll be here from Karen Stewart. Never too early to have traffic. Anyway, what else? whatever, whatever. I see the uh, NFL's done ticked off. John Mara, Jerry. Every, How so? Well, every year, John Mara, I guess this is allowed for all teams. You could put in a couple of uh, dates, requests that you don't want to have a home game. Okay. Uh, that could be for many different reasons. John Mara uh, always puts in Rosh Hashanah. Oh, this has come up many times over the years. Okay. Yeah, because he, he doesn't want uh, some of his, uh, you know, uh, people that come to the games to not be able to come to the games. And yes. he would not, if you celebrate, uh, is it celebrate Rosh Hashanah? I always forget or which one. Or observe it. Either way, I got Rosh you. I know what you mean. Yep. Can't go to the games. So uh, he, some years... They accommodate him. Some years they do not. And this was one of the years they are not accommodating him. Got it. Now, not only is it a giant home game mm-hmm. uh, that's going to fall on Rosh Hashanah, but it's Giants-Cowboys. Wow. Okay. So he's not happy, Jerry. No. You know what that does, too? That opens the door for more Cowboy fans in the building. Good point. It does. I mm. didn't even think of that. And what week is this? It's a Monday night early. game. It's, oh, it's uh, a Monday night or two. Week three. Yeah. I know John Mara, right, wrong, good or bad, I know he does read his mail and his email from the fans. Correct. Not right. everyone, but I do know he does read some of it. And he's influenced by it. I mean, he he does listen to them. And I know that there have been many complaints about that over the years. They try to not have that happen. That sucks. And the person who does the one of the people who does the NFL schedule says, you know, we're putting together a giant puzzle. Yeah. We try to accommodate everybody, but that's not – always possible well and you think about it too it's not just making a schedule you're also scheduling around pre-planned events like concerts right and other things that these stadiums do have other sports that might use the stadiums like you know you've got major league soccer and some of the well and those some baseball stadiums but i don't know it's it's not easy then in looking at the prime time games you got to look like who are the good teams who are yeah. the good matchups like all those things got to be and taken making sure account. everyone gets a prime time game right and then the team's like Tom Brady, Mahomes, Cowboys get their five primetime games. Don't remind me. So that they're on TV to get the biggest ratings. That's got to be such a crazy 
seen oh, doing imagine. that schedule. I mean, it's got to be a computer program, clearly, and then they must tweak it. Correct. But it's got to be really complicated. I remember on one of the flights when we were coming back from a Monday night game many years ago when Boomer was doing the Monday night games, the the one of the one or two of the schedule people were on the flight mm. when we were talking to them about the schedule. It was very interesting how they have to piece it all together. I can imagine. Not easy. Not easy, The Jerry. Jets, I believe, I think the Cowboys have only two 1 o'clock games all year. They're playing at 4 o'clock or 8 o'clock almost every week. The Jets have 15 1 o'clock games. <laughs> I think, or 14. Yeah. And they have the one primetime game and maybe one game at 4 o'clock. Now, you can be flexed in and out, as we know. And if they're good, great. But, um, yeah, they're, their whole season's at 1 o'clock. That is a dream. That's Yo, awesome. I, I, I love the 1 o'clock games. So do I. It's my favorite window. My least favorite window as a fan um, is the 8 o'clock window. I right. hate the Sunday night game. I just don't enjoy it. You want the 1 o'clock? You want the 425? Oh, 4.05, actually. 4.05. <laughs> I don't even Jerry. want 4.25 because that runs into 8 o'clock. Yeah, you get done a little bit earlier. Oh, my God. Uh, and then other NFL news, uh, Tom Brady. What he do now? <laughs> Tom Brady is involved in a Netflix series. Oh, the roasts. I greatest roasts of all time. Well, here we go. He's going to be an executive producer for multiple roasts, and he is going to be the subject of the first roast. Are we going to have all those filthy people that do I it? Think that so. guy, Jeff, what's the guy's Jeff name? Jeff Ross is part of this. Oh, come on. He's is he part really? of the, He's. I think he's one of the executive producers. Oh, that's funny. Unfortunately, I mean, we lost to Gilbert Godfrey this year because he would have been great to take it apart, Tom Brady. You know, those are great, Jerry, because they do, they're very mean if oh, they here, do them the right way. Hey, look at Tom Brady's deflated balls. Okay. Well, right. The deflated balls you know, will be there. That joke is going to be told 400 yeah. times. Who's the Who's the uh, the female? She's blonde. She's pretty good at it, too. Mickey um, Glazer. Yeah, but uh, there's another one that I'm thinking of that's done these roasts the previous years. She's the new up and comer at this point. This Who? Nikki Glazer. I mean, oh, okay. she's. She's hot as hot can be right now on on the sure comic is, tour. But I feel like pre-pandemic with the roasts, there was... Um, I think Sarah Silverman does the roast. Yeah, I'm not thinking of her. Uh, you thinking of a blonde roaster, Yes, Jay? I am. I am, I am, I am. I am. Eliza Lisa Schlosenberger? Who? No. Okay, because that's a, that's a comedian. Just Google it. I am Googling it. What did you punch jerk. into Google? I did roast, com- roast comedians. Roast comedians. Blonde yes. women. I did How about that bo- female? I'm going to see if I can get it. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to do female roast comedians. I feel like I know what her name is, but I got it. Whitney Cummings. That's her name. Oh, okay. Wasn't she big on the roast tour, too? She's, she's not blonde, Jerry. She's not? Nope. Dark hair? Darker hair. Sometimes purple. Oh, okay. Yeah, she does roast as well, yep. That's who I was thinking of. I would love to see Nikki Glazer do it, though. Me too. I'm sure she will do she's, it. I would say right now she's probably my top comic. I Is want, that right? If you look at my Google calendar, yeah, I have all her local dates in my calendar because I wanted to go see her one time this year, and ne- never does it ever work they out. They don't like, work out for you. I think she's at – I have her in the calendar for this weekend. I think Sunday she's playing somewhere. Um, if I look here, I want to say she's at Foxwoods on Sunday night. I would go see her, Jerry. That's all right. Nikki, go. Oh, I'm sorry, Saturday, Nikki Glazer is at Foxwoods at Nikki 9 p.m. Glazer. 9 and 11 or 8 and 11, something like that. All right. Yeah. Two shows. I have her on my calendar. And I think Mother's Day she did. When was Mother's Day? La May something. Uh, no, I don't have that in there. Or something. May or was May 8th. Or other. May 8th. Yeah, because she was doing another show locally in like 
not Newark, but somewhere Newark. around there. All right. Yeah, maybe that wasn't there like an art center in Newark or something. Newark Performing Arts Center. She might New have Jersey been there. Jersey Performing Arts Center. Might have been there. There's one sure. of Morristown as well. I was waiting for her to come to Red Bank. But there you go, Jerry. That's not happening. Oh. Toronto Maple Leafs Mitchell Marner. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner, Jerry, is having a rough week. This is a horrendous story. Well, they got, of course, two days after that uh, Toronto Maple Leafs were eliminated from the playoffs, he was carjacked at gunpoint. Lost his car. This is Monday night. Yeah, Black Ranger over. By the way, 7.45 p.m. So it's not like he was out cruising when we're on those stupid roads at 3 o'clock in the morning. Getting carjacked. He got carjacked at 7.45 p.m. I know. This is why it's good that we drive not cool cars. <laughs> no Because we're not going to get carjacked. You would hope not. You would hope not, right. You would hope not. Don't, like, you'll get carjacked if, if somebody's on the run and they just need a car. Right. But if they're looking to steal a car, man, when you get a fancy car, a nice car, every once in a while I'm think, I think, like, why don't I have a nicer car? I know. I thought you were going to get the Porsche, remember? And then this happens. What did you want? The Porsche or the Corvette? What was it? The Porsche. The Porsche. Yeah. Then I get carjacked, Jerry. I don't want to get carjacked for it's, my car. It's very possible that happens. That sucks. That does. I agree. It's very scary. I have a road trip. You want to go to Phoenix? Phoenix. You love Phoenix. I do love Phoenix. We could see Nikki Glazer there June 11th. In Phoenix. Yes. All right. We go to the... Orpheum Theater. Orpheum? <laughs> the Orpheum Theater. The Orpheum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Who's most likely to get carjacked? Me, you, or Eddie? Uh, all three. I don't think there's... None of our cars are interesting. Uh, no, not so much that. I thought you were talking about more so the look of us. Oh, no. I, I don't think it matters. Like, I was going like what to, by based on our cars. Yeah, I, based on our cars, you probably. Really? Yeah, although... Me... I don't know. You think I really some don't art know. teacher's going to uh, <laughs> carjack me? It's possible. That's very scary, the carjacking. You think? Oh, my god! He was held at gunpoint. Yeah, it's very... That's just, I would, like, here's the car. Yeah, no kidding. Take it. Please. You want my wallet, too? Right. <laughs> just get out of here. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I don't want to be carjacked. All right, quick break. When we come back, we will wrap it up. Perhaps another story involving vehicles. I don't know. Uh, it's I five- do have one more involving a vehicle. For real? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Another vehicle story, apparently, coming up next. And then Boomer and Geo Odyssey Sports Minute right now. Amy Lawrence, NBA Playoffs. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I sure need to write a book one day, and that's coming. All right, we got another minute or so. Yankees, hey, look, they won again. Mets with, uh, split a doubleheader. And then uh, basketball. What else? I promised another car story, Jerry. Yeah, so what's this uh, now? Brooks Kep- Kepka locked his uh, keys in his car. Okay, that happened. And he couldn't get to the PGA Championship course on time. <laughs> now, he said something that I, I agree with him here. He said, quote, I don't know how the keys locked inside the car. It boggles me. I didn't think a car was supposed to do that. So the so the keys in the fob were yeah, in the car. the key fob. I didn't know that either. It was not supposed to be able to lock it, especially if you got it. I'm sure he drives a bougie car. You I'm know sure I mean? he does. Let's hope he doesn't get carjacked anytime soon. Right. That's scary. Yeah. So he, I don't know how he even got into his car. Spare set. Those key fobs are supposed to beep if it's in the car. I would think a spare, or, or depending upon where he lives, if it was a rental car, I think the tour gives those guys a car for the week. 
if they don't want to be driven back and forth to the course. You prefer the push-button key fob or the old-fashioned put-the-key in I the like ignition? I like a key. You do. And I don't have that. I like a key. I am so tired of this new technology. It all sucks. My orange Subaru, I had to put a key in the ignition. Fine. Well, that's what I have with my, my car. My orange Tic Tac. My, the Prius I had was the push-button, which is fine, but I, I like a key. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.